worthy of it all. Amen. Thank you. Shall we look to God's word? Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. Praise God. Somebody read it out for us. Father, we are grateful to you this morning. We thank you for the privilege of knowing you and to be known by you. To love you and to be loved by you. To serve you and to be ministering to you, Father. Lord, we yield our lives to you. What a privilege, Father. Hallelujah. That we may be called and be known as your children. This morning, Father, we pray that you will speak into our lives. Let us hear what you have to speak into our lives, Father. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, we rebuke it in Jesus' name and we take victory in the house. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Amen. Praise God. It's a joy to be back home. Four of us, we were in Uttarakhand, India. Uh, visiting our mission stations and ministering there. As I reminded in the morning service, we saw the grace of God being manifested there. As we see, lives are being transformed, changed, people coming to the Lord, the work established, and the work expanding. Please do continue to pray for our initiative, our work back in India that God's name will be glorified and the kingdom of God will continue to expand there. Uh, Peter Uncle is still in India. He's visiting Nagpur and Mumbai and he's ministering there. Please do keep him in prayer as he's going to be back on Wednesday. Praise God. Thank you for your prayers, your love, and your support. It means a lot to us, especially when we were in the field, the church upheld us in prayer so we say thanks to you amen shall we look to god's word let us not grow weary or become discouraged in doing good for at the proper time we will reap if we do not give in so then while we as individual believers have the opportunity let us do good to all people not only being helpful, but also doing that which promotes their spiritual well-being. And especially, be a blessing to those of the household of faith. That is, the born-again believers. This is the amplified version that I read. Today's message is titled, Don't Give Up. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, don't give up. Don't give up. Praise God. We as God's people, we are blessed. How many of you guys believe that we are blessed? I believe that I am blessed. And I believe that all of us are blessed. Praise God. From this morning psalm, we realize that our blessing comes not because of the abundance 
of substance and goods that we have. But primarily, we are blessed because God has erased our sins, our trespasses, our iniquities, our past, and he has given us a new slate, a new lease to life. Praise God. So as we move forward with the new lease to life, he pumps within us energy, empowers us and energizes by the power of the Holy Spirit to move forward in our lives. Praise God. As Christians who are blessed, God wants us not only to experience blessings for ourselves, but he also wants us to be a source of blessing to others. Praise God. The blessings that we experience in our life is only because we are connected to the source. The source being the Lord Jesus Christ from whom all grace and goodness flows freely, praise God, from his throne into our zones. Our lives are blessed. But God doesn't want us to be selfish and become content and experience and enjoy all the blessing for ourselves. He also wants us to become channels of blessing to others. Praise God. As we being blessed, he wants us to become a blessing to others. Praise God. Yesterday was Thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving opens a new season. The holiday season is open, and the, as the holiday season comes up, it's a time for people to go shop, give, exchange gifts, and so many things are going on the season. But as Christians, we, our activity of giving and blessing others are not confined to this season, but God has called us out to be a blesser for all the season. Amen. So looking at this word, the Bible says, as Paul says, let us, he says, let us not grow weary in doing good. In other words, Paul the preacher, the Paul, the writer, he does not exempt himself from the possibility of becoming weary or tired in doing good things. Regardless of who we are, how long we've been a Christian, Regardless of our status in the Christendom, praise God, none of us are exempt from becoming tired and weary in doing good. Praise God. The preacher, the teacher, the mentor, the guru, the one who is leading and guiding is not exempt from becoming weary in doing good. Good. See, when you look at this particular verse, I want you to take you to the pretext. Couple of words up, we see Paul is saying, verse 6, he's saying it's as a command from the Lord that we who receive.
those who are ministering to us, we need to bless them. That's how he starts. In other words, those who are sharing the spiritual treasures with us, we ought to share our material treasures with them. That's how he starts. But then he doesn't stop there. The next part when he comes, verse 7 and 8, he's saying the principle. What is God's intention in us becoming a blessing to others? As much as we are blessed and are being continually blessed by the Lord and by those who are feeding us and ministering to us, God wants us to be a blessing to others. Why? Because God wants us to move to the next realm of being blessed. He wants us to be greatly blessed. That's what verse 7 and 8 says. God wants us to be greatly blessed. And that is possible when you switch the trigger on. The trigger of what? When you bless others, the possibility and the potential of blessing coming into your life becomes greater and greater. The world will tell you the more you give, the you become empty, the less you have. The more you give, what happens? Less you have. Praise God. If you have five loaves with you and you give the five loaves to someone, now you don't have anything. That's subtraction. You had something, but when you shared, it's taken away from you. But in the realm of God, praise God, when you give, it's not subtraction. When you give, it's multiplication. When you give because God's word says so. When you give because it's the commandment of the Lord. When you give because it's the principle of God's word, it is not subtracted from you. You do not, you do not lose. It's not the law of diminished returns that are activated, but rather the law of increased returns are activated because now you move in the same realm as God moves. God is a giver and the more he gives, he can give more. And God, you and I, you and I partner with him, with his principle. When we bless others, we don't lose what we have. What happens is what we have multiplies. It becomes abundant so that now you're able to bless more and more. Praise God. In the process of becoming a blessing, at times we can get weary and tired. That's what Paul is saying. Let us not be, be grow weary or become discouraged in doing good. What is this doing good that the Bible talks about? Praise God. In this particular context, the doing good is sharing the material blessings. In other words, sharing your treasures with the needy around you. Praise the Lord. So it's not only treasures 
that we share, but we also share our time, which is very valuable. As limited beings, as finite beings, our treasures are limited. As finite beings, our time is limited. As finite beings, our talents are limited. But what keeps us going? What keeps us, what makes us to give again and again? It's simply because this finite being is connected to the infinite being. This finite being has its limitation. But when this finite being is linked with the infinite being, which is God himself, hallelujah, the resources flows from his throne into our lives so that we become an extension of his grace, an extension of the riches of his glory, an extension of the riches of his grace, an extension of the riches of his goodness. Praise God. As long as you are linked to him, my brother, as long as you're linked to him, my sister, amen. Praise God. It will keep flowing and it will keep flowing. It will keep flowing and you will keep ticking. You will keep ticking. You will keep giving because you are linked to him. Don't you ever feel proud about yourself. You are giving. You are ticking. You are being blessed and you are becoming a blessing only because you are linked to him. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. So as you pour in and pour out day in day out there are chances we as human beings we can get tired and grow weary praise God amen have you ever become tired and weary in doing good you've been giving your treasure your time and your talent. Praise God. As you pour, there is an expectation. And when you don't see the expected results manifesting in the reality, in the practical realms, we can become tired. Anybody who invests into Anything is expecting a return. God has invested in us and he expects a return from us. Praise God. What is a return? Not only becoming a receiver, but not only a receiver, but a giver. Praise God. God has not called us out to become big, huge storage house. He has called us to become a conduit. He has called us to become a channel. Praise God. Linked to the everlasting or untold riches of his grace. And there is an extension. As it flows, he wants it to continue to flow 
through our lives. Hallelujah. Those who experience grace should become exhibitors of grace, should become expressions of grace. And this is what God desires. At times, as we continue to pour into lives, into projects, into endeavors, into ministries, we experience expect a return praise God but when we don't see a return in the time frame that we expect we can become weary and tired yes it is possible that's why Paul says don't get weary praise God let us not become weary in doing Good things. Okay, how can we be, we avoid becoming weary? Well, there is the four-point check that we are going to look into it. We get weary when, I said, we are finite beings who are connected to the infinite being. Praise God. This is not an automatic connection. This is a love relationship. The relationship that you have with him is a love relationship. And God wants us to grow in that love, in our devotion to him, in our affection to him, in our love to him, in our allegiance to him. He wants us to grow. When there is a lack of devotion to him, we can become weary and grow tired. So this morning, if you feel tired and grown weary in doing good, I want you to look into your life and ask yourself, how is your devotion to him? How is your love to him? Praise God. Are you still in love with Jesus? Are you still in love with Jesus? I know you love your husband, you love your wife, you love your sibling, you love your cousin, you love your children. All those things are good. The question is, do we still love Jesus? Praise God. Amen. When we are involved in so many activities, praise God, and there is no love to God in those activities, what happens is, it becomes a routine, ritual, mundane, religious exercise that we are doing which does not give us any kind of contentment or satisfaction. The Bible talks about the church in Thessalonica. The church in Thessalonica had a very unique mark about them. Paul writes, says he's bragging about their work of faith, their labor of love, and their patience of hope. Praise God. In other words, they had faith, love, and hope, which was very much active. Praise God. As they were actively involved in sharing their treasures, their time and their talent, the motivating factor was love, love for the one that loved them. 
Praise God. That's what kept them ticking. There was another church in the New Testament. The church of Ephesus. The church of Ephesus, the Bible says, the Lord looks at them and tells them to repent and see where they have fallen from because they had lost their first love. See, you can get very busy in the house of God, in the kingdom of God, with no love for Jesus. If you are functioning in the house of God, if you are functioning in the realms of God, if you are functioning in the kingdom of God, without love for him, in other words, if your labor is not prompted by love for Jesus primarily, let me tell you, you will become busy and burdened. You will become busy and bitter. God doesn't want any one of us to be busy and burdened. He doesn't want any of us to be busy and bitter. Can you imagine me standing here and talking about Jesus? I am very busy, but deep down in my heart, I am bitter. I can be very busy and I can be burdened. The reason is what is flowing through me is not because of a labor which is prompted by love for Jesus. God doesn't want any one of us who is giving our talent, our treasures, and our our time to be busy and burdened, busy and bitter, but he wants us to be busy and be blessed. Praise God. Tell your neighbor, I want to be busy and be blessed. Praise God. Be busy and be blessed. Hallelujah. How can we avoid being weary? Check your devotion to him. Check your prayer life. Jesus said, men ought to pray without fainting. If we can become weary and tired if we are not praying. Praise God. Simply, if you are not spending time with him in prayer, you will get busy and burdened. Praise the Lord. If you are not spending time in the word of God. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. If you're not feeding on God's word, you cannot take long enough, you're going to get tired and weary. Praise God. If you're not waiting on the Lord, the Bible says, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagle. They shall run and they shall not be weary. They shall walk and they shall not faint. God wants us to walk without getting fainted. God wants us to run without being weary. God wants us to soar into new heights with the wings of eagles. On the spirit wings, he wants you and I to climb. If that has to happen, we need to muster, store energy. And that's only possible when we wait upon him. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Where are you? 
Are you walking? Are you running? Or are you zooming? Are you soaring? Praise God. We want to do a four-point check. Do the four-point check if you are weary in doing good. Praise God. Look what Paul is saying. He's saying, listen, how to, he says, don't get weary and become discouraged. Why? The next verse he's saying, verse 9, he says, listen, if you fall at the proper time, we will reap a harvest. In other words, Paul is saying, listen, reaping is guaranteed. Praise God. We will, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest. Praise God. In doing good, we, it doesn't say we may reap a harvest. It doesn't say you have a good chance that you're going to reap a harvest. No. The Bible says, Paul says, you will reap a harvest in due season. It's a guaranteed. Reaping is guaranteed. Praise God. So don't lose heart, fellows. Don't lose heart, folks. Praise God. Continue to do good. Good in the sense, continue to give what? Your talent, your time, and your treasure for the kingdom of God. Praise God. For reaping is what? It is guaranteed. You know, it's a law set into motion in the beginning itself. It's a irrevocable law. It is an uncontestable law that if you sow, you will reap. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So the sower determines the quality and the quantity what they will sow and reap. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you reap, if you sow good, you will reap good. Praise God. Amen. If you sow little, you will reap little. If you sow much, you will reap much. In other words, praise God. If you are generous in your sowing, you will reap what? You will reap in abundance. Praise God. Hallelujah. And who says that? God's word says so. Amen. It's guaranteed by the word of God, which is established in heaven forever. You reap always. The law of sowing and reaping is such that you always reap much more than what you sow. If you sow one grain, you are not going to reap one grain. That is the law in, in motion. That is a law that is placed by God himself. So if you're doing good, don't fall back in doing good. Praise God. Immerse yourself. 
Saturate yourself. Praise God. Give in your best. Praise God. Give all you can in blessing others. As you do so, you always reap more than what you sow. Praise God. But at the same time, we need to be aware of the fact that you reap later than you sow. At times, it takes long time for the reaping to manifest, for the harvest to manifest, praise God, and produce fruit. So we don't want to be discouraged. We've been praying for so long. We've been witnessing for so long. We've been preaching for so long. We've been sharing for so long. We've been giving for so long. And obviously, it is the natural mind that's going to ask us, hey, where's the result? I want to see some results. I want to see some manifestation. The Bible says, hey, you continue to sow because today or tomorrow or one of these days, uh, nay, at times, uh, there will be times when the reaping will take place much, much, much later. Sometimes you would even forget that you sow into somebody's life. Reminds me back 20 years back. When I was working, I had sown into the life of a young man who was working with me. Praise God. He was nothing, not, he, was, he was everything short of being a good citizen. You name it, he was into everything. But I had an opportunity to share Jesus and give him a Bible. Years later, I bumped into him. I did not recognize him. Because as the Bible says, if any man is in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. The person that was standing before me, I could not recognize him. Because everything about him had changed. Number one, his attitude had changed. His, his, his appearance had changed. His association had changed. His appetite had changed. Not what food that he was consuming. Anything else that he was consuming. Everything about him had changed. He had to remind me who he was for me to remember it was that same brother that I had shared. And the next day, he brought the Bible that I had given to him and showed me and asked me, do you remember you gave me this Bible? What am I trying to say? Listen, don't get tired in be, being good or doing good. If you've been sharing continue to share. If you've been witnessing, continue to witness it. If you're investing, continue to invest your time, your talent, your treasure, because today or tomorrow, harvest is surely coming. The Bible says, those who sow in tears shall reap with, reap with joy. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Doing good. Praise God. We need to press on. At times, we need to press on. There will be time when we want to throw in the towel and call it quick.
wits. Praise God. But hang in there because the word says, if we do not give up. What does that mean? If we do not give up. It's conditional. Praise God. Don't give up. There is a possibility you will be tempted to give up. The Bible says, if we do not give up. That means continue to press on. Continue to push on. Continue to move on. Praise God. Continue to do that good work that God has called you to do. Whether you are ushering in the back or taking care of children in the nursery or doing the children's church. Whatever you are doing, continue to do so. You are investing into lives. And one of these days, it's going to show up. If it's not going to show up in the house, it's going to show up out in the city. It's not going to show up in the city. It might show up in the nation. Because God's word, what you give for God, it will never become void and null. Cast your bread upon the waters. After many days, it will come back to you. Praise God. My word shall not come back to me void. Whether it is the word that you're investing or it is upon the word that you're investing. You can invest the word when you preach, when you teach, when you witness, you're investing the word. But you can also invest upon the word. In other words, when I practice what the word tells me upon the word, I decide to invest my time to invest my treasure to invest my talent my word says it will never be a waste praise hallelujah thank you Jesus verse 10 says hallelujah let us do good to all people especially to those who belong to the family of God <laughs> in other words, don't limit yourself. What's the natural response? We love those who love us. Who do you give gifts to? Who do you give gifts to? Some of you have a Christmas tree in your house and you have stockings there and daddy's going to stuff your stocking Mommy's going to stuff your stocking. You're going to stuff their stocking and so and so. You're just going to make sure that you, stock, you stuff each other's stocking. Am I right? Do you have a stocking for a stranger? No. If there are seven people in the home, we have seven stockings. We just make sure that we take care of our own. Paul is saying, what is he saying? He's saying, listen, praise God. Therefore, what is he saying? Let us do good to all people. In other words, don't limit yourself. Praise God. India Pentecostal Assembly. Praise God. 
We don't want to limit ourselves to Indians. Praise God. Hallelujah. We want to reach out. We want to give our treasures, our talent, our time into cross-cultural ministry. Praise God. Jesus was one who ministered as a cross-cultural minister. Praise God. When we started the initiative in Africa, it was with the intention that we want to step out of our, our own bounds. Praise God. We thank the Lord for our children's church that is involved in the Long Island Cares. If you did not get a chance to put something for those people who are in Long Island, who are destitute, who are poor, who are unfortunate, who don't have what you have. Praise God. Put something in that box that is Long Island Cares reaching out to those who are poor and destitute. By doing so, you are saying that we are not limiting ourselves to our own. But Paul is saying, as you do good to all, don't forget those who are of the household of faith. In other words, you cannot go extreme. You cannot forget in-house and go outside. You cannot be just simply going outside and be forgetting all that needs to be done in-house. You cannot be simply be involved in in-house and forget about what's going on outside. Paul is saying when you do good, remember those who are inside. Don't limit yourself to the people who are inside, but reach out as far as you can on the outside. You and I are blessed so that we can bless others. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Look what Paul is saying. Paul is saying, Hallelujah. Therefore, as we have opportunity, praise God, there is a window of opportunity. As we have opportunity doesn't mean whenever you get, you have some time on your hand or whenever it is convenient for you or whenever you get that spiritual goosebumps or when I came to service, today I was spiritually high. Praise God. In that high, I went out and I did something. That's not what he means. He says there is a window of opportunity. The window of opportunity, it means there is limited time and scope. Praise God. Whether it, you are dealing with a person, whether you're dealing with a family, whether you're dealing with a community, whether you're dealing with a nation, there is a window of opportunity that God gives. It is called the Kairos time of God. When God creates an opening for you to reach out to that person, to reach out to that entity, to be involved in that project, you might not have that 
all the time waiting for you. You want to seize time. As Paul writes to the Ephesians, you don't want to lose out on time. You want to seize that opportunity. Use that window of opportunity that opens up before you because it's limited in time and in scope. Why? Because one, time is flying. Time and tide waits for none. Two, we are finite beings who are confined to time and space. Time and space ain't going to wait for us. So we need to seize, grab that window of opportunity that God gives us. Praise God. Billy Graham writes in his autobiography. Billy Graham was known as the, the pastor of the presidents. He was associated with the presidents of America. He once he had a meeting with John F. Kennedy. And John F. Kennedy, as they were departing, said that he wanted to spend, he wanted to share something with him. Billy Graham, who was feeling kind of low, coming down with a cold, did not want to entertain that. He said, we will meet some other time. And they departed. Just a few months later, John F. Kennedy, the then president of America, was assassinated. And Billy Graham writes, in his biography. He always regrets that because he doesn't know what is it that the president wanted to share with him. It always haunted him. My dear friend, praise God, grab the window of opportunity. When the window of opportunity comes for you, invest your time, invest your treasure, invest your talent because you don't know about tomorrow. When you invest in the kingdom of God, the returns is here and the returns is there. If you cannot collect it here, I want to guarantee you on the basis of God's word, praise God, the faithful one will not forget you. You will be able to collect it on the other shore. There is no such investment in this world where you can collect the returns on the other shore and in this shore. And for some reason, if you can collect it on this shore, praise God, you can always collect it on the other shores as the opportunity comes. Use the window of opportunity that God gives to you. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is how John Wesley said, do all the good you can. In all the ways you can. To all the people you can. As long as ever you can. Praise God. Amen. Are you ready to sow, my friend? Are you ready to sow? Praise God. Do you see this? What is this? What is this? Huh? An apple. What does this apple contain? It has, it has seeds which tells you it has the potential for more apples. I am holding this apple because somebody planted a seed. And the fruit I am holding in my hand. You are seated here because somebody invested in you. Other than your parents, somebody invested in your life. 
It could be your mentor. It could be your Sunday school teacher. It could be the youth leader. It could be a pastor. You are where you are, not automatically. You did not bloom and blossom overnight. You were not jumped straight into the pew with talents within you. The grace that is in you is adorned by the Lord. It is activated within the house of God. Do not belittle the house of God. Do not look down on the house of God. Don't conclude because something has gone wrong that the house of God is inactive. Let me tell you, people are still growing in the house of God. They are still growing in the grace and in the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. People are investing in lives. Some of our young ones are in the foreign mission field because this place has taken time to invest into them the timeless truth of God's word, my friend. There is a just like someone has invested in you. You also have a potential to invest into someone's life. Let me ask you, are you involved in investing into people's life? Praise God. Or are you just satisfied with where you are? Praise God. Are you content with your status quo? Are you content with the fact that your children are good? Your children are settled? That your children are being used? Let me tell you, don't be content. You have the potential in you to recreate, to replicate to duplicate, to enhance someone who is in the house of God as you pour into their lives. Praise God. The question is, are you willing to sow your time? Praise God. Your treasure and your talent into the next generation. Remember, the window of opportunity. It will come and it will go. Before it departs, you and I want to seize. We want to grab a hold of it and use it for the glory and the expansion of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't be weary in doing good. Praise God. Don't become weary in doing good. That's what the Bible says. But you do what? For in due season, we shall, we will reap if we faint not, if we do not give up. As we therefore have opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are the household of Praise God. Would you make a decision this morning as we enter into this holiday season where giving is a theme for the season? Praise God. Yes, let's make it giving, not receiving. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's make giving our theme, not receiving, I said. Because by default, he who gives will, will, will receive.
Praise God. Hallelujah. So why focus on receiving when by default, praise God, when the law is activated, when you give, you will receive. Praise God. All eyes closed shall be prayer. Would you make a decision? Lord, what you have invested in me, I will invest in the next generation, in my children, in my neighbor's children, in my church, in somebody else's children, because I want to see it grow in them. Lord, my time, my talent, and my treasure is available for you. Let me not be weary in doing good. Lord, let me be prompted by love. Let my labor be a labor of love. I want to be busy and blessed, not busy and bitter, not busy and burdened, but busy and blessed. If you are that person, I want you to lift your hands up and say, Lord, this season, I make a decision for you. Lord, that I will not be weary in doing good. I will give mine and what belongs to me. I will give myself and what belongs to me for your glory. My Father, we thank you. Thank you for ministering to us. Lord, we pray as finite beings, may we be connected to the infinite being, our Lord. Praise God, the eternal one, the immortal one, the invisible one. Praise God, the Father of all. Hallelujah. We yield our lives to you. As you have blessed us, may we become a blessing to others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God.